0: All right, and welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This series is called What Would You Do? where we talk about professional standards and ethics committee cases, violations, and issues. And here with me today is Rachel Real from Rachel Real Real Estate in Chicago. Hey, Rachel.
1: Good morning, Jen. How
0: are you? I'm really good today because
1: I am
0: super excited about this topic. You like this topic, don't you? (laughs) I do. So just for some context, it was January of 2020, episode 18. Monica and I fought about this topic and I got so much shade, so much shade. And then we only had like 10 listeners. All 10 of our listeners were throwing me shade
1: all 10 of them all I think I now you have more now so what have. was the <laughs> well, so now is your time to get to, to recover and, and throw throw some shade on the other side I feel like they so what was the what was the consensus revenge. On that? yes so the it
0: topic up. is
1: providing feedback yes So when you did your episode in in February or January of 2020, Mm -hmm. when you say you got shade for it, what was your position and what kind of shade were you getting? My position is, is no
0: feedback and our no offer is feedback. Absolutely. Boom. We agree. We're done. hundred
1: percent. We're done in the meeting.
0: (laughs) We hardly ever
1: agree. I know. I know. This has to do with the code of ethics. So the Code of Ethics, if you look at Article 1 of the Code of Ethics, it essentially says when representing a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other client as an agent, realtors pledge themselves to protect and promote the best interests of their client. This obligation to the client is primary, but it does not relieve realtors of their obligation to treat all parties honestly. Okay. When serving a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a non-agency capacity, realtors remain obligated to treat all parties honestly. Pretty straightforward there. Yeah. Right. So when you're acting as a buyer's agent, you have a fiduciary duty to your buyer to maintain any kind of maintain confidentiality as to what their position might be on a property. Right. If you if your buyer goes through a property and absolutely loves it, and you get solicited for feedback, how is that protecting your client's best interest if you lay it all out there for the listing agent and say, my client loves it, they will do anything to get it et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) How, how is that helping your client when you now have to go in and they write, I want to write an offer and you now need to go and negotiate on their, on their, on their behalf. Right. And want to try and get it for the best price and the best terms to benefit your client.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, I see what you're saying there. So here's, here's the thing. I think that they usually one are gushing over the property prior to coming. And so as the listing agent, we talked about this on the podcast too, it's like make the call ahead of time because then you're going to, you are going to, as the listing agent, you are going to put yourself in a better position for negotiation, even though you shouldn't, but- you do because the agents are like this right like they're so excited to see it they've been looking forever they've lost three houses blah blah la 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 right
1: now so you say when you when you reach out as a listing agent so you have a listing
0: and I'm a buyer's agent you yeah. call me and what do you ask me when you schedule the showing i call you I say, okay. Hey Rachel, this is Jen. I saw you were showing one, to main street on Saturday. We're so excited to have you. Do you mind? Can you leave the lights on? Like, depending on what I'm saying. Right. But like, in this mm-hmm. case, it's like, Hey, we have a number of showings after you. Do you mind leaving the lights on? Have your, have your clients been looking
1: for a while? None of your business <laughs> is my answer. That's not what they None said. of your business is my answer. hundred <laughs> percent of the time. You want to be, I've had agents call and say, tell me about your clients. They want to buy a house. <laughs> that's it that's all you're getting because right. frankly the second I give you any information right you're going to scroll that back in your little brain and hold right. on to it for when I get when I send the offer in so my answer is oh, that's they want exactly to buy how it what happens and so when right. agents say
0: things like hey you know we've um they put in a couple of offers they've lost them their grandmother lives on the street they really want to be on the street blah 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 and then you get an offer. all that's going into my little file in here you yeah. know where that's going right So when they give you an offer and it's not according to the terms that you said the seller was told you to tell them that they would take, then you call the buyer agent back and like, hey, I'm sure you don't want to lose this house for your client, right? You don't want to lose another house.
1: Well, when I get, if that was information that I got, because I will try and get some of that information too. Usually after the offer comes in, I'll do kind of a, hey, I received your offer, you know ask a couple of kind of questions just to try and uncover a little bit of information. If they start telling me they've, they've gone through three houses, they've lost three contracts. I'm walking into that. And so are my clients a little bit more apprehensive than they would be if they didn't know that information. So when you're sharing that as a buyer's agent, you're not really helping your client out. You may feel like you're building some rapport with the other agent. Right. And you may very well be doing that. But on the other hand, you're also putting your clients a little bit behind the eight ball. But you can also, I can hear people screaming at us right now through their- Of course they
0: are. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) So here's here's what I think they're saying is that, well, yes, but if your clients didn't like the house, right? If the buyers did not like the house, what then, is there any violation of ethics to share what
1: they didn't like about the house? Because they're no longer in a negotiation position. 100%. So when I do a buyer consultation, I'll explain to the buyers that- Every seller is going to hound me for feedback multiple times through multiple channels. Mm-hmm. How would you like me to respond to that? So then I'll explain to them if if it's a house you've completely eliminated, then there's no reason why I can't give it if you are okay with that. Yeah. So the, the clients are the ones making the decision. So okay. I showed a house last night and it was we were in there for all of about 15 seconds. And they're like, Yeah, we're out. So for me to
0: go ahead and give Did feedback on in there that they didn't know before
1: they walked in or what did they smell? This is why houses need to be scratch and sniff on the MLS. Right. I know. Actually it was none of the above. I think it was a situation where the property was tenant occupied and it was very clear. The tenants were not going to cooperate. Got it. In a nutshell. Okay. So they're like, yeah, we're just not even going to go there. Okay. They just, just fine. It looked like a hassle. Yeah. When you move, when you go in and show a house, even if it's and occupied and all of the lights are off, they're sitting in the pitch dark and they're all making dinner squeezed into a kitchen and are trying to make it as uncomfortable as possible for you to look at that home. I don't know that anybody really wants to spend that much time in there. They're like, we walked out the front door and they're like, boy, that was really super awkward. Like I know I said, it's and occupied. And they're like, Oh, and then we kind of had that conversation about how, you know, Oftentimes tenants are really don't have any vested interest in making a sale possible because they if they do, they're, no, they're, yeah. they're going to be put out on the street. Right. They don't want to find somewhere else to go. They don't want to move. Exactly. So, therefore they'll make it difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, yeah. So if, if there's no way that a property is making it onto the shortlist, even remotely on the shortlist, right. then there's no harm in giving that feedback. So right. we'll, we'll have that conversation with my client and explain that. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Right. You know, because at that point they've ruled it out for some particular reason. Right. 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 You right. Know? right. Um, But if something, even if it's, if they haven't made a decision and they haven't gone under contract for a property, I'm not providing it because if something happens with property A that they really liked Mm. and that fell apart and now we have to move on to property B, which maybe we saw before and maybe there was some stuff stuff they didn't like about it, but after seeing other things, they realize they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that old feedback to come back and bite us. In the
0: butt. And that's a really good point. And that's not something that we touched on when we were fighting about it. Mine was That's probably why I was yelling at the phone, <laughs> playing the podcast when I was listening to that episode. I was yelling at me that I was being lazy. Right. <laughs> anyway. No. I mean, it kind of, it isn't lazy. It's an answer. Really. It's an answer. Right. I think people like for me, it's more like, well, what can you share with us? What they did offer on? Because
1: it doesn't, that matters more, right? To you mean if you're a listing agent and you have the a buyer's agent, agent saying, yeah. Saying they've offered on a couple of properties and 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 this they, and they, for whatever reason those fall apart. Right, right, exactly. Oh, exactly. And I have asked that question too. You know, once we've gotten to that point, if I have somebody call and say, "Hey, you know, what was your feedback on it?" Well, you know, again, provided I've had the conversation with my client, um, this, you know, they were looking for something a little bit different. You know, if they ask what they've offered on depending on whether or not my client's okay with that, you know, I'll just tell them oftentimes I'll tell them, Hey, it was in a different part of town, different school district, you know, whatever it was that maybe was the deciding factor.
0: I think there is a benefit though, in sharing, not necessarily. Kind of, it is what the buyers thought if they were, if they were really buyers, like, let's say they didn't buy this one, but they bought an actual real relevant property compared to this the Mm -hmm. feedback is, is relevant and it is helpful, but it's also very helpful as an agent. Like if the agent was saying, look, I can tell you how, like, I can tell you what I'm thinking about it based on the, um, the other properties in my knowledge of real estate. I can't necessarily share with you. They've asked me not to share with you what they thought about it, just that they are not interested in moving forward, but there's no specifics. Like, what do you think about that?
1: I think that's, that's certainly a fair, a fair point. If you've got somebody from your own market that, you know, you've got a good relationship with and they call and say, Hey, you know, it's just, we just put it on the market. It's been on for, you know, a week, 10 days, whatever it is, we've had a bunch of showings. What do you think of the price? Yeah. If I know, and that's even still a tricky question, because if I know that this particular buyer wasn't interested in it, who says that I'm not getting a phone call two days later, from Somebody another client that says, "Hey, right. I really like this house, and right. I've already told the other agent that I think it's grossly overpriced." But my client wants to pay list price. They want. I it mean, there's just over. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's slippery a st- slope.
0: But I actually find, is. and and I think, like, I'm glad you're bringing this up because I think it's a very interesting point. I didn't really even think that it was a violation of the code of ethics, but right. I'm glad it is. But <laughs> I think when what you becoming a rule follower. <laughs> oh shit. I'm after <laughs> providing feedback now. Damn it. <laughs> or not.
1: No, I mean, I even looked at a house for myself the other day and I'm getting several requests for feedback from the other agent. And I just said, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have any details to share right now. That's it. So I mean, it's just really what it oh is. Oh my God. Every agent know? in your market hates you. Don't <laughs> they probably do. They but do. you know, when I explain, hey, my, my client hasn't authorized me to, you know to give away any of their negotiating information. Right. Why would I do that? Yeah, I mean, when you think about fundamentally, what is feedback, it's the seller's yeah. agent listing agent explaining to their client why somebody didn't like it. Right. Now, if you've done a good and thorough job in your listing appointment, my, when I have that conversation with the seller, it's every, every agent who walks in here is going to ask me for feedback Right, or is, I'm going to ask them for feedback. They're going to, they're going to provide it maybe 10% of the time. Maybe. And here, and here's why we're not going to get it. Because they because don't like they're it. Gonna, well, not that they don't like it, but it's their duty to protect the interests of their client. Mm-hmm. So why are they going to give me information that might harm their client? Should they decide to move forward with this house down the road? Yeah. No, that makes sense. So and if you I think set that's... that expectation, then you don't have a, a seller constantly going, well, what do they think? I mean, I have sellers that will text me before the showing windows even close going, do you get right. feedback? Do you get feedback? Do you get... I know. No, no, I'm not going to get it. When it comes in, it comes in via the app and you get it the same time I do. So it's an automatic push to your phone. Oh, that's interesting. See, I get
0: it first because I always know what they're saying is whatever they said for the price.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I say that and it does come to my phone and 99% of the time I'll just forward it. So it does essentially wow. come to both of us at the same time. I but just if there's one clearer. that's just completely rude or obnoxious, then I won't send it. Yeah. Because and I think there's, you know. Yeah. And all people can clear that
0: says like whatever they say, and it'll be like for the price or at this price, blah, 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 at blah. This pr- right. That's you always
1: have to start or end what? the sentence with yeah. at this price. hmm whatever the, whatever the statement might be, because you can sell anything if it's priced correctly.
0: Now, I I think this is a good conversation, but I think that we have an assumption here that I don't actually think is true. The assumption, and I think what I'm finding mostly when I am talking to a number of agents that are showing property is that they actually don't know anything about their client, which is why there's no feedback. And they're also not willing to push the client to be like, okay, you know, I know that we you prefer a more neutral home. This home has a ton of different colors. If it were painted, would you like this home? If it were black, right. would you like this home? If you were to make an offer, if this was the only house left and you had to move, what would the offer be? I, I think that as buyer agents, there's um, there's an opportunity to do better at that.
1: Well, that's why I think that, you know, traditional buyer agency, when you explain buyer agency to a client versus the options that buyers have to go online, hit a button and someone shows up. Right. If that listing agent is going to ask for feedback from that Pop-Tart agent that showed the property, right? you know, earlier this afternoon, mm-hmm. that Pop-Tart agent is going to have zero information on that client. They're going to have none. None. So in that case, it makes, it makes the feedback completely irrelevant. Exactly. So- to your point, when you really know what your client is looking for and you've, you've been in multiple homes, I even tell my clients, hey, you know what, this one wasn't for you, but I'm glad we, we know that because now I know what you don't like. Right, exactly. So now we're going to narrow this down even further. We don't have to look at 30 homes. We may be looking at eight to 10. Right. No, that makes sense. Well, let's take a,
0: um, let's just do a short break. I want to tell you a cu- about a couple of the partners and then we can have some final thoughts. Sound good? Excellent. Yay. For me? <laughs> okay. So um, two of the, our partners that I was thinking about while we were having a conversation is the first one is my coach. So it's uh, coach John Kitchens. He's amazing. But why I was thinking about him is because as we, as agents are improving our process and part of this process is really knowing what your buyers want he can help um, give you examples and help you figure out what is your buyer consultation look like. What does your intake form look like? And we also have some on the vault. So you can go to jennifermertland.com slash vault. But as a coach, he can really help you hone your process. And so he is offering um, a free 30-minute business analysis. So it's, co- it's called coachkitchens.com. And you can enter in Fight Club and get that for free. And the other thing that I was thinking of is our new partner, Cyberbacker. Because then once you figure out what you want to ask, you can have your VA write it up. Oh yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So you would go to cyberbacker.com. If you're looking for some um, virtual assistant help, they're been great. I mean, they can handle so many tasks. It's insane the amount of things that they can get done in such a short amount of time. Like they're faster than
1: right. Because they're focused. They're not dealing they're with you know, 20, 20 requests for feedback on a random <laughs> Tuesday after ADD like us. Yeah. We're all over the place. Right. So
0: you go to cyberbacker.com, enter in Fight Club. Um, The first 20 people or so are going to get a free gift, but um, you'll get some special deals and stuff there too. All right, Rachel,
1: I'm glad you're on my side. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) But I think this is something that if the expectation were set on both sides, between the buyer side and the listing side, you're not going to it's just going to make the, the whole thing a whole lot simpler and a whole lot more straightforward. Why create animosity flexible. by not, by not, you know, by being the person who isn't responding to, you're better off just responding to the multiple requests for feedback and say, hey, I don't have anything I can share with you right now. My clients are still looking. Yeah. No, I think that's it's, a great. At least it's a nice response and it's, it and it's cuts done. off the request. Yeah. It's going to stop the automated requests from coming and you've responded. That's so you're not going to have,
0: and be right, like, you're not going to
1: have, I, what are they right. looking at? What do they
0: not like about this property? Blah, 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 blah.
1: Right. I do, I'm sorry. I can't share that. I can't share any details with you right now. We're still looking. Oh, man. That's it.
0: I'd be like, is this one still on the table, Rachel? We're still looking. Oh, my God. What,
1: I know. <laughs> <Eight> <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> oh, it so is. But when you think about it from the other side, it really does put you behind the eight ball. You're right. If you're then going to write an offer on that property or if no, you, you're not if, wrong. even if this client right. isn't going to write it two days later, you may be writing Probably it else. for somebody else. And now you have you've given them your opinion on it. And now you've got to. How do I take that back? I can't.
0: No, I, you're right. I can definitely see it from your point of view. I mean, I'm more, I generally look at things as a listing agent, but like, right. Yeah, no, I get it. And I like how even I like how in the listing presentation, you're setting up that because part of our thing is that we that I say is that we communicate a lot like that. I call the agents before they go to show it so we can find out enough about their buyers to negotiate better. But on right. the flip side, if they really truly know what they're doing, they're not going to give us, anything. they're not going to give you that. Right. And so right. I like adding, I think I'm going to add that piece to our listing presentations.
1: Right. And to your point, the, 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 only, feedback feedback, <laughs> the only feedback that's important is an offer. Mm-hmm. If we don't get an offer, that's feedback. Yeah, And, and when you're sitting down with the seller and you're, you're going through the, the listing preparation and discussing a price, you're looking at all of these things. So buyer's agents will say, well, why am I going to do your job for you? You should have done that. And they have a bit of a point mm-hmm. because frankly, we know what buyers want because we're also working with buyers at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if I walk into a house on a listing appointment, I'm looking at it through the eyes of a buyer that I might bring through here three days from now. What is that yeah, buyer going to helpful say about that property?
0: to like have your point of view too like maybe I didn't see something or like
1: you know it, collaboration rachel. right most of the time i think it's that the sellers want another opinion other than yours yeah right and what i mean they, why is they that they anyone with you, you. no right. but why is that you know it, that, it's that not. to me is where it starts to get monotonous and goofy yeah you know <laughs> if you you want to be able to work why are you not working with somebody that you trust rachel for president really? yeah. right right <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel.
0: Well, if people um, have a referral for you in Chicago or they have a question for you or want to throw
1: you shade, what is the best way to right. get it you? <laughs> you can throw me shade anytime at my uh, my text message on my cell phone at 630-542-8688 or R real at dealwithreal.com. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks,
0: Jen. See ya.